0: Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Welcome back. Well, we have all heard the stories about abusive and even fraudulent sales tactics from some telecom companies. Like salespeople selling internet packages to seniors who don't even own a computer. Well, if you are a person who's been subject to what you think is misleading or abusive sales practices... By any of the big telecommunications company, you'll be pleased to know that the CRTC is going to officially look into that and wants to hear from you. That CRTC, of course, is the broadcast regulator, and it says it especially wants to hear from consumers who are vulnerable because of age, disability... Or language. Uh, if you have something to say about this, or a story to tell, the numbers to call: four one six three six zero zero seven forty. Toll free: one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. I am here in studio with Ellen Roseman, a consumer advocate and a journalist, columnist for the Toronto Star, and John Lawford, executive director and general counsel at the Public Interest Advocacy Center. Hello, hello. Oh. Hello, John. Yes, hi. Okay, we're all here. So let's start with Ellen. Uh, What do you think of the fact that the CRTC is asking for
2: submissions? Is this the right way to get a handle on this? Absolutely. I'm very glad they did it. As John will tell you, his group asked the CRTC earlier this year to do it after the CBC uh, Go Public had many, many stories about both consumers and employees being pushed into deals and employees feeling that it was very uh, difficult for them to avoid having to misrepresent things in order to get those signatures. The CRTC at that point said no. They thought there were enough complaint mechanisms around to handle it. And now because the government got involved, the federal government, the minister of um, uh, who covers uh, um, uh, telecom felt that there was enough material there to get the public involved, and I'm sure from those public submissions. The government's going to learn a lot about what's going on, and a lot of it is unfair. In particular, when the um, consumers are told on the phone or at the door that this is a a price for two years or whatever the amount of time is, and then the contract comes later and the contract says prices can rise at any time. That's the difficulty.
1: Well, that's that's, that's just completely fraudulent. I want to bring John in. One of the things that struck me about these stories with the employees. I mean, they basically said, well, we had to do it. Uh, We were pushed into it. And then you had the companies. And as they always say, you know, this is some kind of rogue employee. We would never, never encourage that. So isn't that just a way for everybody to kind of cover their behinds, John?
3: Yeah, I think the inquiry and the reports here she's going to do is going to talk a lot about that, you know, whether the, the telephone companies and the uh, internet companies use uh, third-party sales agents like that, so they can, whenever there's a problem, say, oh, yes, this company didn't follow our guidelines. We're going to be talking about things like, well, how quick, you know, how much do you check up on these people? What are the guidelines? Uh, what are their sales targets? How do you pay them? Are they 100% commissioned? So, you know, if they don't uh, make a sale that day, they don't eat? That kind of a uh, question is really important, and uh, I think getting to the bottom of it through a nice public inquiry, where ideally, uh yeah, at and the end, employees at, can come and talk about this stuff, it will really help.
1: At the end of the day, there are a lot of people who work on commission who are completely above board, do a good job, and make a living. And if it, you know, if if that's not for you, then you know, I don't know if you blame the company for that.
3: Well, the, uh, the, the inquiry is going to get to the bottom of this and see if, for example, um, people who are working on commission or who are on salary are using tactics that consumers feel are unfair. And we've heard a lot of complaints at our office and through uh, the media as well. We've seen people believe, as Ellen pointed out, for example, they've got a price that's quote-unquote guaranteed for two years and it changes after four months. You know, or people say that they've been told they're getting fiber uh, right to their home and they're expecting, you know, blistering speeds and they get a very slow internet. That kind of thing uh, really rankles people, and that's what we've heard.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, again, you know, what you've described with that, that to me, that's that's beyond
2: an aggressive sales tax. That's just a lie. Exactly. And then they know that if the customer finds, for example, they were promised certain channels on the TV and they don't have them, when they try to call those big telecom companies, they're on the phone, they're waiting, they're hard to get a hold of, you can't even call them easily. And uh, uh, so they're, they feel like they're stuck. And after a while, they might give up. And suppose they do get uh, a sense that, uh, okay, you've got a valid complaint, we're going to uh, charge you something different, something lower. A number of these companies have a system where they can't change the price, what they do is they'll say, you have to call in every single month and tell us to adjust the price. And again, that's very onerous for people. And if they miss a month, they might overpay. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think uh, I, I've got to get to these phones because they're, <laughs> they're filling up. But, but sometimes the only effective thing to do is to call and say, uh, unless you fix this, you can disconnect me because uh, uh, they don't like that either. So let me just have a look and see who is first here. And we have Natalie in Toronto. Hi, Natalie. Are you there, Natalie? Mm. I guess Natalie is not there. Um, Let's move on to Dave in Brampton. Hi, Dave. Hi.
4: I'm not phoning exactly about what you're talking about, but the CRTC... I don't think they do their job.
1: Uh, well, I put in at least
4: six phone numbers for duck cleaners that phoned me, and I made sure I had a real number because I phoned it.
1: Okay, I don't know if the duct cleaners are in
2: the CRTC's uh, uh, yes, scope. Yes, they are. Oh, they definitely are. They, they are. Uh, they are? Call, yes. Uh, uh, there no
4: no call list.
2: I followed that one for a while. The Do Not Call list tends to focus more on companies that are in Canada. A lot of these duck cleaners and are all overseas. No, the duck cleaners
4: were in Canada because I had the phone numbers.
2: Well, they can spoof the phone number. No, um, no, okay. I phoned that phone okay. number and double checked it. Right. I had a
4: way of doing it.
2: But the big thing said is they could that I do
4: my job, providing they proved to me that they were giving me a real number, which I called and talked to the guy.
2: The CRTC okay. has laid charges against some of them, but they want the f- big phone companies to um, s- block these calls that you don't want, these telemarketing calls, okay. and the tele- uh, the telecom companies feel that they can't do that without charging us, so we're kind of in a standoff at this point.
1: Okay, Dave, thanks for your call. Uh, let's go to Jackie in Toronto. Hi, Jackie.
5: Yes, uh, I have a complaint. I don't know if I was supposed to mention the company, uh, commun- communication company. They phone twice a day, and, uh, you know, same thing, I tell them no. And then the next one, within about two hours, they phone me back. And another thing they have of trick is they they phone you, and they listen who's talking, then they just listen, they don't bother answering. And then after an hour, they phone me back to, uh, you know, to mention that uh, they have a better price, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's disgusting.
1: Uh-huh. Do they try to sell you things that you don't need? Yeah, exactly.
3: Well, this is part of the, uh, part of the problem. The aggressive sales tactics include harassing people by calling them too much, wrong time of the day, um, making offers after you've already said you're not interested. And that's one of the things that the CRTC is going to look into. And I hope that former employees and especially consumers who've had this happen um, just tell the CRTC that because that, to me, is a form of uh, abusive sales practice, just the aggression.
5: Well, uh, may I make a comment? Just uh, last gentleman said about the duck cleaning. They do the same thing, and I phone so many times to CRTC. They said to me, "Oh, give me your phone, their phone number." I give them five or six numbers. They do nothing about it. They're playing games, I think. You know, the, the CRTC. They're, they're not interested.
3: They've got a lot of those to to look after, and I would hope that they're getting to them. I know that they triage those so that the more complaints they get about one company, it goes higher on their list of enforcement. But believe me, they've got lots and lots of those complaints, and they're yeah. just churning through them.
5: Yeah, i mean, so many complaints, and as I said, they don't do anything about it. Anyway, thank you very much for your... Uh, talking to me, Bye-bye. Okay, bye, Jackie. Ellen, you look
1: yeah, like you The want to big say issue,
2: just in the last couple of years, is instead of just using the phone or email or whatever to get a hold of you, the big phone companies are going door to door. And we know that especially for seniors... This is a difficult process for many people. We don't like seeing strangers at our door. Sometimes, if they get themselves in, they can be very persuasive. They don't have the information that we need. They're they're just giving us, you know, something to sign without any of the contract terms.
1: What about the Ontario law banning the door to door sales that just went into effect? That
2: only covers things like furnace rentals, oh. water heater tanks, you know, home services. I don't think this covers the telecom, does it, John?
1: No, unfortunately.
3: Yes. Um, The CRTC exists at the national level because all of our telecommunications are federally regulated, so the provinces can't tell uh, the phone companies not to come to the door and do this. It's a bit of a push-pull legally, but um, Ellen's quite right. Once somebody starts doing door-to-door sales, those require special scrutiny because you're really um, in a vulnerable position um, right at the door. You're not expecting to be having something sold to you, and that's why there's special rules for water heaters and such as... She mentioned in Ontario, and it should be, I believe, the same kind of. Yeah,
1: just don't answer rules
3: federally.
1: Yeah, Uh, we've got to take a quick break, but we will be right back with more on this very important topic, and we're going to take more of your calls. We'll be right back.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio, heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneider on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. I
1: am with Ellen Roseman, journalist and consumer advocate, and John Lawford of the Public Interest Advocacy Centre. We're talking about the CRTC's call. They want to hear your stories. If you have been subjected to overly aggressive or fraudulent sales pac- practices by telecom companies, going right to the phones, we've got William in Toronto. Hi, William.
4: Hi. Uh, hello, Hello. Um, this is... Uh they promise you the savings, and they do not And uh, they do not promise you uh, uh, the price will not increase uh, they can increase the price by by two hundred dollars as long as you save fifty dollars on whatever price they make up out of thin air that 's all they promise you is the savings that's that's point one uh, that that's that cannot be allowed to take place second is uh, a class action needs to be taken here because CRTC is not going to do anything about it because they refuse to do something about it the first time around. And, and your guests had to put more pressure on them so they can actually do something the second time around. So I, I, I think there's a class action is required. And as far as phone spoofing is concerned, there's two technologies that... Uh, uh, it uh, should not be allowed uh, to do this phone spoofing. It's Stingray technology uh, and uh, Adobe VoCo software, which allows phone spoofing to take place. And the police use Stingray technology. Mike uh, McCormick uh, said so on a radio interview uh, uh, last summer. Okay. So these three things have to be taken care of, and then the problem can be resolved.
2: Okay, William, I'm going to let them respond. Ellen, is it that simple? Well, the first point is interesting because they used to guarantee a price for a couple of years uh, and uh, that meant that you couldn't leave your contract. Now they're trying to do something a little different. The, The contracts are often not binding, but they do say that you get a guaranteed savings. But because you're coming out of a guaranteed price environment into guaranteed savings. You don't understand this. It's very misleading. yes. yes. And customers don't get it. And unless you see things in writing, you're not going to know. And often you don't see the stuff in writing until you've already signed the deal. Wow.
1: Yeah. So guaranteed savings. And I think uh, that William was right. Yeah. They just make up a price. The price has gone up. I mean, you know, frankly, the amount that you end up paying for those bills, it's huge. John, the bills go are ahead. going
2: up partly because the TV, um, everybody's cutting the cord, so they're having to raise prices on other services because their TV business is going down.
3: Yeah, I just want to talk about William's second point. Um, I disagree with him because the, the public needs to be reassured that this industry is not out of control and that they, they need a public airing of all these grievances. And the CRTC may, be, may have been told to do this, but now they're doing it. I really encourage people to write in. It's before August 30th. They have to do that go to the CRTC webpage, you'll see it's the first thing on the top. And, uh, you know, a public hearing is what the companies fear most, because then they have to publicly account in front of the CRTC and in front of the press for the way they've been acting. And that's the only way, honestly, not even a class action would get them to change their tune. What they change their tune on is public pressure and political pressure. So I really encourage people to write in, and then if they want to come to the hearing, to ask the company.
1: What about the whole issue that these are there are a few companies I mean, it's not a monopoly, but you don't have a lot of choice and they you know have a lock on this business?
3: Doesn't help. you know and this this is one of the factors that I think CRTC is going to hear from uh, employees and from customers that they're all the same. and that does come back to whether competition is working. but again, if um, competition isn't working, the CRTC does have the power to make some new rules. And I would hope that out of this um, we get something like the wireless code you might have heard of, which are rules around uh, how long contracts can last on, for wireless service and you know what they can charge you for data overage and stuff like that. If we get rules on the way telecom and broadcasting is sold in Canada, that would be a good outcome.
1: And uh, I just want to say
2: uh, we are uh, running out of time, so Ellen, this is a wrap-up. Okay. Uh, uh, John knows, as I do, that the CRTC was also pushed by the public to come up with stronger wireless rules. At first, the code was going to be voluntary, and then it became more or less compulsory for the companies because wireless is so essential. We all have... Um, phones, and these companies were not regulated properly. So we got much better rules. So now we just have to extend it to other kinds of services like TV and internet.
1: Okay, Uh, that is all the time we have. This is a really important topic. And uh, thank you to you both. And I think we are going to have to revisit it, certainly before that deadline for people to get their stories in, because that's the only thing. It's the only way we can affect change. Ellen Roseman, John Lawford, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks, lady. I'll
0: talk to you soon. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio, heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio, heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio, heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.